Part 5 Gabrielle stared at the small disc of concave glass, at the lens and the mechanism hidden within the camera. She could sense Joshua staring down at her, could feel in each drawn-out moment his agonized vacillation. When the door buzzed open, she restrained a smile and turned away, entering the dim propriety of the funeral home, the calm stillness of the penultimate home of the dead. Standing in the entrance, she glanced down into the viewing room, at the empty altar, at the rows of chairs. Think. Joshua was below, no doubt awaiting her in feverish anticipation, whipping himself up into a stubborn fury, prepared to deny her. Think. She could hit him with a hammer blow of sex. Strip, down there in the cold, blue light, drop each article of clothing to the ground while keeping him locked in her gaze, no smile, no warmth, surrendering herself at long last to him. He would take her, there amidst the bodies, and that fact alone almost convinced her to go through with it. She imagined lying between two corpses on their gleaming silver tables, Joshua, a blurred figure above her, the corpses shuddering in time with their movements, felt a frisson of excitement. But no, she began to drift forward. No, Joshua was too brittle, and that would lead to complications down the line. A moment of acquiescence bought at the price of an eternity of tiresome expectations. No, she would not strip. She reached the head of the stairs, looked down at the illuminated outline of the fire door. Joshua was intelligent, perhaps even more intelligent than she was in his own way. An intellectual cut adrift from his feelings. Reasoning wouldn't work, would in fact simply rile him up as his anger found vent through words and logic and accusations. She would need to short-circuit that defense as soon as she entered the room, keep him off balance. So no. No reasoning, no sex. Tonight she would not seek outright mastery. Her decision made, Gabrielle descended the steep steps and pushed open the fire door with deliberate tentativeness took in the large, low-ceilinged room with one glance, noting the single body beneath its heavy sheet, and Joshua, standing in the center of the room, staring at her as if caught in the act of masturbation. He blinked rapidly, and then straightened, pushed his shoulders back and raised his chin. She stepped inside, allowing the door to close quietly behind her. "'What are you doing here?' he asked, voice taut, striving for coldness. She didn't respond." remained by the door. Link her hands behind her back? No, too much. Instead, she lowered her chin, bitter lower lip. <laughs> what is it, Gabrielle? His tone artificially short, preemptory. You're not going to change my mind. But he was already looking at her differently, reacting to her silence, the energy she was projecting. She remained still. In her mind, she took a step down into her core and began to open doors to let loose the constraints. Felt emotions begin to roil, fears and vulnerabilities that had nothing to do with Joshua. Felt a lump rise in her throat. There was so much, so much to life, to death. Her mind roiled as she allowed it to dive deep, summon old feelings and images so that tears came to her eyes. Gabrielle? It was so easy to bring the pain to the surface. Her vision began to fracture and became kaleidoscopic as the tears swelled. Her chest felt full, and when she judged the moment right, just before the tears brimmed and ran down her cheeks, she looked sharply down, hair falling before her face. Gabrielle, what is it? 
He was walking toward her. Bravely, she rubbed her forearm across her face, pulled her hair back, and then gave him a self-conscious smile, striving for flushed, embarrassed. I'm sorry, she said. I shouldn't have come. I'll leave. He was before her now, his soft face creased with confusion, concern. What's wrong? Did Simon do something to you? Simon? She looked at him with real confusion for a moment, and then shook her head. No. Simon has nothing to do with this. With us. Smiled brokenly once more. Us? I'm sorry, she said, speaking rapidly now. I can't do this. I'm sorry I came. She turned to leave, moving quickly, acting flustered, and felt his hand catch her by the elbow, pull her back from the door. Yes. Gabrielle, tell me what's wrong. What happened? She stood still, facing away from him, looked down. She should have dressed more demurely. Ah, well. Joshua, when you left tonight, I thought I didn't care. I thought I didn't... Oh, this is ridiculous. He didn't speak, but shifted his weight subtly, moved closer. She risked a look at him, saw how intent and pale his face had become. But after, when you were gone, speaking to Simon, hearing how shallow he was, how self-absorbed, I realized just how important you've become to me. Too much. Joshua frowned, his head pulling back an inch as he processed this. I have? Gabrielle turned toward him, intent on preventing him from thinking too much, thought of putting a hand on his chest, refrained. Not yet. Of course you have, she said and laughed bitterly. <laughs> you think any of those other men I see understand me? Do you think any of them are as unique as you are? She paused. His eyes were wide, his face open, naked, his desire to believe her writ large across his features. Now. She placed her hand on his chest, lowered her voice. You understand me, Joshua. You're different, special. I never realized it until I let you walk away. You care. You listen. You're so gentle, so wise so strong. You're the only man I know who thinks about others, that cares about others. A moment of hesitation. Then she thought, fuck it. You're the only man I know that is noble. Joshua opened his mouth, closed it, blinked again rapidly in that way of his, staring up into her eyes. She had him. The knowledge flooded her, and with a tender smile, she stepped closer. Tell me you forgive me, Joshua. Tell me you won't leave me. I don't know what I would do if you weren't there in my life. He stammered something, an affirmative, and Gabrielle stepped in close, hugged him, placed her chin on his shoulder, pressed his solid body to her own. Careful, she thought. She had to ride that line between sexual and best friend. If he moved now to kiss her, it would all be ruined. He wouldn't, though. He must be thrilled at this new intimacy, and, being the coward he was, he wouldn't dare for more, would simply glory in this new revelation. Now, he would strive to be what she had described him as, noble, wise, compassionate, to live up to her image of him. To make a move now would contradict that which she had stated she loved him for. Gabrielle, he whispered, I didn't know, I didn't realize... She felt him move his arm, 
knew that his hand hovered over her back. Go on, she thought. Rub my back. Comfort me. His hand came down awkwardly, then began to rub her gently between the shoulder blades. I'm here, he said, voice gaining in confidence, strength. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Gabrielle turned her head, allowed her cheek to touch his, looked at the body on the silver table, studied its enigmatic contours, and then allowed herself a small and vicious smile of victory. Thanks for listening to Coffin Cam. For more information on the author, Philip Tucker, head to transientme.com. And for more information on the narrator, Paul Guyet, head over to paulguyet.com.